Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is One Domino's from Murder. So this is the story of Mitch Sims, who liked to call himself a human ashtray. Wait, he, he called himself that? <laughs> he called himself On that. Purpose? I, apparently. I, I don't know if he thought it was cool, but the reason he called himself that was because he extinguished cigarettes on his bare chest to entertain his friends. <laughs> Look what I could do. <laughs> I know. Ew. Right. Was the, there's, a, there's a show I've seen. It's like the, what is it, the Go Big or Go Home show or wherever, where people are doing weird stuff. And I see, I, like, I can picture this guy on that show trying to it's kind of like America's Got Talent but for really weird shit <laughs> like the people that used to hang themselves by hooks and stuff <laughs> yeah, I hate that stuff I hate that exactly oh, that's exactly gross. the kind of weird stuff that's that. on the show human ashtray yeah human ashtray so, so he proudly called himself this yes yeah that was his nickname that he liked to tell everyone I'm the human ashtray watch this Shh. So I bet his chest looks a little scarred these days, but... Oh my god. He also enjoyed the occult. <laughs> he enjoyed it. Like gardening. Like like walks on the beach. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Right, right. So like long walks on the beach, spending time with loved ones, the occult. <laughs> Putting cigarettes out on my bare chest. Right? Putting cigarettes out on my bare chest, you know, <laughs> the huge. Yep. And he had a girlfriend named Ruby Padgett. Yeah, wait, just stop right there. He right. had a girlfriend? He just... had <laughs> What? Period. <laughs> How is this possible? Not only a girlfriend, he was also married, but this guy. So his his uh, girlfriend's name was Ruby Padgett, and she was five years younger than him. Okay. He was 25, and she was 20. Mitch grew up in a family riddled with abuse. So this is a sad story. This sucks. I know, but based on his likes and dislikes, I, I'm kind of not surprised. Yeah, exactly. And you'll see why he's a little bit like this. But he only saw his biological father a few times during his childhood. Mildred, his mom, had three kids with Mitch's father. And after that, the relationship failed. Mildred married Arnold Cranford, who she had two more kids with. So that's five total. Okay. Arnold had a drinking problem. And while drunk, he would become violent, abusing the kids sexually, physically, and emotionally. All five kids. Oh, yeah. God. Wonderful, right? What a guy. When Mitch was seven, oh gosh, this is rough. He was forced to give Arnold oral sex. Oh. And Arnold raped Mitch repeatedly over the years as he grew up. God. When he was 16, Arnold forced Mitch to have sex with his own mother, Mildred. Whoa, I that know. is a whole nother level of... Depravity. I know. Yes. This guy. This oh guy. I mean, God. if you want to mess up a kid, and several kids at that, this is right. exactly how to do it. Everything before was really, really bad. This is like yeah. next level. This is next level bad. Oof. On another occasion, Mitch was forced to have intercourse with his older sister, Merlin. Her name was Merlin? <laughs> You'd catch that. Sorry, I'm focusing on the wrong areas here, but I was just like, I can't decide if that's cool or really weird. I know. I'm on Mer the fence. It's like M E R L O N. Merlon? Merlon? 
Merlin. I don't know, but I like Merlin. But I don't. Okay, maybe is this weird? I feel like that's not as bad. I know. I don't know. Yeah, at least they're closer I mean, in age. Still, 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 still bad. It's right? Still bad. But I feel like that's less bad than your mom. I know. I'm not sure why. I have that feeling too, and I think it's okay. probably because they're closer in age. Maybe I don't right? know. Okay, I don't know. And yeah, because at least it's from kids doing. Ki- uh, yeah, yeah, I just. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. It's so gross. Arnold constantly berated Mitch, telling him he was a bad person, that he was no good. So that's helpful as well. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that that's prepping him for life in a really yeah. good way. I mean, how do you come out of that normal? You don't. You, you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> to escape the pain of his reality, Mitch began heavily drinking at 14. I really can't blame him. I don't blame him. him. No, like you got to escape somehow. And he even tried to drown himself when he was an adolescent. But he was unsuccessful. Oh. I know. Poor baby. Oh, poor guy. Ugh. I know. It's just a kid. It's it a lot. Just a, a kid to have to grow up like that. You think these days we're all feeling so bad for what our kids are going through, which it is. It's a struggle. But yes. Holy cow. When you hear things like this and how do people grow out of that? I don't know. We'll uh, survive. Yeah. I think my kids can do some online school for a while. They'll be all yeah. right. <laughs> it's not as bad. <laughs> hmm. Mitch's older sister talked about the abuse the children in the family suffered at the hands of Arnold. Every evening was a nightmare. Arnold would drag her out of bed, force her to strip. Then he'd beat her, tie her to a bed, fondle her, and sometimes oh rape her. Oh, my God. This is horrible. Awful. This man is a, a freaking nightmare. He should be murdered. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Arnold would bring male friends home and force Merlin to have sex with them. Oh, God. I know. Like, if it can't get worse. Here, let's share my daughter. Yeah. Oh, God. She, too, tried unsuccessfully to commit suicide several times. If the younger siblings had a thought to tell anyone else, Arnold would threaten to kill them. He forced Margaret, Mitch's younger stepsister, to lie beside him naked on the bed and began fondling her. Mitch, 16 at the time of this incident, couldn't stand by and watch anymore. He called the police finally, and <gasps> Arnold was arrested and convicted. Oh, thank I God. Know. So Mitch was finally the one like, I can't do this anymore. Somebody's <sighs> got to know. Oh, my God. So at least got them out of that situation. Mitch's <sighs> brother, Eddie, also witnessed the abuse, of course. He was made to watch as Arnold forced Mitch to have sex with him. He had heard Arnold having sex with his daughter, Margaret, in the next room. And Eddie, traumatized by the events, also wanted to commit suicide, but Mitch would try to boost Eddie's spirits. So this poor Mitch, being the oldest, was always trying to, like, hold everyone together. I guess he wasn't totally the oldest. He was one of the older ones. Trying to hold everybody together, trying to do everything he could just to survive. It's yeah, disgusting. but with so many people and him involving so many, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. I know, like, when when it's really secretive, it's, like, one kid or whatever, it's yeah. really easy to, for, like, no one to know. I'm glad he was caught because there was obviously yes. enough people and enough witnesses to corroborate the story. Yes. That it, yeah. It have another sense. drink here. Yeah, just have another drink. All right. Me too. When Mitch was just 20, he married his childhood friend, Teresa, whom oh, he'd boy. known since he was nine. Oh, gosh. Okay. She, too, had grown up in an abusive home. Yeah. When the couple married, Teresa was just 16 years old. Can you imagine? Damn. Well, she's probably desperate to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I think they both were. They had three children together who adored Mitch. 
Through this, Mitch held a variety of jobs, and it seemed every time he'd be promoted, he'd feel like a fake. Can't imagine who put that into his head. Yeah, um, his self-esteem has been, like, just demolished. Yeah, there's... How do you ever build it up? He was haunted by the forced incestuous relationship he'd been forced to have as a child, and he became withdrawn and depressed, abusing drugs and alcohol. While working at Domino's, Mitch had an affair with a co-worker, but he soon came back to Teresa. Okay. Eventually, though, Mitch couldn't handle his feelings of inadequacy, and he was afraid he'd bring Teresa and his own kids down with him. So he left Teresa for his newfound girlfriend, Ruby, and he continued to be a good supportive father, according to Teresa and their kids. So at least he wasn't continuing the abuse of Arnold. At Domino's, Mitch was up for a promotion, but when the promotions were announced, Mitch's name wasn't on the list. And to Mitch, this was the last draw, and he freaking lost it. Like, he, I think he was just like, All those things, and this is the one that breaks him. Yeah, I'm just finally like, there's nothing I can do to get a break, you know. So, on December 4th of 1985, 1985, oh, fifth grade, I was in fifth grade, you're probably like in fourth. No, I would have been in fifth grade. Ah. I think we were in the same grade, because we graduated the same year. We did, didn't we? 93? So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So fifth grade. Fifth grade. Christmas of fifth grade. Trying to remember what was on my wish list. Probably Cabbage Patch Kids. (laughs) Oh, highly, highly likely for me as well. Right. Yeah. Maybe a boombox. Something. Probably. Something. Ooh, Starship or something. Yes. Remember, um, (laughs) Starship songs were probably out then. Oh yeah. Uh, What was? There you go. Um, I was also thinking. Nothing's going to stop us now. Oh, yes. Nothing's going to stop us now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we'll still have each other. Okay. Anyway. That was what was well, happening uh, in that, December 4th of 1985. Yep. Exactly. Also on this day, Mitch tucked a 25 caliber pistol into his waistband, walked into the Domino's on Yeamans Hall Road in Hanahan, South Carolina, where he worked as a delivery man. Oh, boy. Inside, Gary Melky and Christopher Zur, both Charleston Navy Hospital Corpsmen, both 24 years old, were working that night. They just worked at the pizza shop part-time because they were in the Navy, too. Mitch pulls out his gun. He ties up Gary and Chris with telephone cord, and he takes the money out of the safe. But he wasn't done. He knew his co-workers could identify him, so he shot Chris in the head with the twenty-five. Then he turned and shot Gary four times in the head and neck before fleeing with cash. Gary managed to free his hands and, bleeding profusely, phone cords still dangling from his wrists, he staggered three blocks to the police station. Was there nowhere to stop in between in the three blocks? He had to go straight I, I to the know, police station? I don't know. Yeah. Like, or can maybe... he just go next door? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> was, were, are they all like in a strip mall? <laughs> That's what I, just, I, like... I know you would think. Some... Right. Okay. I mean, hey, he hey. did it. Good, yeah, good he for got him. there. I'm just like, I don't I think I would have just stopped when I know, soon like, as I could. Wherever you could. But maybe right, okay. maybe it was because I think it was like two in the morning. It was really, really late. Oh, so, so there was probably nothing to Yeah, I bet there maybe was. Maybe he was going. trying to stop wherever he could and he was just yeah, like, well, was head just to nothing. the police station. And he's yeah. like, For the love of God, is nobody home? <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he makes it to the police station and ambulance is called, and while teeth and bone fragments fell out of his mouth, Gary told the paramedic that his co-worker Mitch Sims was the shooter. 
Oh, that's so gross. That's <laughs> so gross. Oh. I know. <sighs> when the medic told him they'd get him to the hospital and that he'd live, Gary said, I feel like I'm going to die. Oh. En route to the hospital, the paramedics gleaned from Gary that his co-worker also had been shot at the Domino's. So the ambulance actually stopped there, too, to see oh. if they could help him. I, I know. On the I way. I know that they made stops. I know. <laughs> Let's we'll just swing by. On your friends while we're on it. Police had arrived also at the same time and found Chris lying in a pool of blood near the safe with his hands tied behind his back. He died at the scene. $1,164 had been taken from the cash drawers. $1,000? Yeah. All of this for $1,000? Mm-hmm. All of this for $1,164. I don't know. I feel like that's... That's just not that much. Plus, he had a lot of people to be angry at. He did. You and know, these guys um, don't seem like the ones that you should be the angriest at. I feel like he's taken it like out Arnold, on the wrong like, yeah. people. Yeah. Like, let's break into prison and get rid of Arnold instead. Oh, God. Okay. At the hospital, Gary was able to tell paramedics who shot him, saying, Sims, Mitch Sims. He was able to give a characterization of exactly what happened, gave a description of Mitch's physical appearance, and after recovering bullets from his head, neck, tongue, and even one from the wall of dominoes, which had passed through Gary's skull, Gary succumbed to his injuries. Whoa. Yeah. His tongue. There was one his lodged tongue. in his in tongue. His tongue. And he was able to tell them what happened. He told them everything that he could. I mean, like, talk about a freaking hero, you know? Wow. Heartbreaking. This guy was like, I'm not going to die without telling you everything. And he ultimately didn't even Mm -hmm. make it. Oh, God. Make it after his surgeries. Do you own a small business or make cool and unusual handcrafted items? We love artists and small business owners, and we would be stoked to help you get the word out about yours. Consider advertising with us through this podcast. It's super affordable, and our podcast reaches every corner of the U.S. and even worldwide. To find out more, visit odfmpodcast.com and click on the Advertise With Us link. Let's get your creativity into the hands of people who would love it. So when police in South Carolina interviewed Mitch's mother about the incident, she said Mitch had called her, told her that he was sorry for what he'd done, but it was too late. He was going to have to take out everyone, including his family. Whoa. Yeah, that's what he told her. And they had to go to her and ask her that? She didn't? (laughs) I I guess. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, honey. Have a good night. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Okay. Thanks for calling. Talk to you later. (laughs) Get some sleep, Mitch. (laughs) Apparently, Mitch had recently become obsessed with the movie The Executioner's Song about the notorious murderer Gary Gilmore. I've not seen this movie. No, neither have I. It's like 1982, I think it said. Now I got to, yeah, 1982, I probably wasn't allowed to watch that. No, I don't think I was either. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay, so I'll have to go back and look that one up. Yeah. I looked Gary Gilmore up. He had murdered two men and fought to be sentenced to death by firing squad, which was granted to him eventually in real life. He, Yeah, he he wanted wanted to be executed. Mm-hmm. By and he, squad. he didn't want to, to be, be executed. executed just he didn't want like lethal injection or gas chamber he wanted it to be by firing squad like a blaze of glory okay it's very different from like the bon jovi blaze of glory i feel right. like that's a very 
different version of a blaze of glory. That's that well, when you said that, that's what played in my head. You know, like they cue the song and they're all yes. standing there with their guns oh, ready. Yes, totally. Okay. Well, and Mitch thought that was pretty badass. So he wanted to go out just like Gary Gilmore in a blaze of glory, not tied to a chair, an electric chair. Okay. I I know, you know, whatever. So after shooting Gary and Chris, Mitch and his girlfriend, Ruby, took off. They headed to California on December 8th, 1985. It sounds very much like that movie, California. Oh, yes. Right? Was that? Yeah. And it was Juliette Lewis. Was that Brad? No. Was it Brad Pitt? No. No. Uh, a different one. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Right? No, wait. That wasn't California. That was. It was called Murder. That was something. the uh, Killers. Um Yeah. Um, natural born killers natural born killers oh, God, right was there was another one though that was cal that had um yeah david Duchovny, i think was Ju- was it maybe it wasn't juliet lewis but there was a different guy that she was with Could oh man now I she do was my very research. popular at that time yeah she mm. was also very good at that role she was very she good was. at that specific role yeah she was Ooh. kind of anyway okay creepy. sorry so they took off to California. They took off to California December 8th of 1985, four days after the incident at Domino's. Mitch and Ruby arrived in Glendale, California, and they rented a motel room. They went to a Sears store and bought a rope and a knife. Fun. Okay. As a Sears employee, be like, well, rope and a knife. We're going repelling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tying up some deer? I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. The next day, they called a nearby Domino's and ordered a pizza to be delivered to their room. Well, they are loyal to a certain brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is also <laughs> the brand that screwed Mitch over, so. Oh. Yeah. When 21-year-old John Harrigan arrived with the pizza Mitch had ordered, Mitch pulled his gun on John and forced him into the motel room. John was shaking with fear and asked if they were going to shoot him, and he pulled out a $30 bill. Uh, not a $30 bill, but he pulled out $30 from his pocket since $30 bill doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and he handed it to the couple. Poor guy. Oh, take all my money. $30. That's all he so had. It was $30. People don't tip, uh, damn it. They don't tip well enough. <laughs> Teach okay. your kids to tip. Okay. So Mitch made John take off his shirt and cap. Then he hogtied him, stuffed a washcloth in his mouth, and tied a sock around his mouth and neck to keep the washcloth in place. Ugh, God. Ooh, Mitch tied a piece of rope tightly around John's neck, put a pillowcase over his head, and dragged him into the bathroom where water was filling the tub. Oh, my God. Mitch lifted John into the tub and held him underwater until he stopped breathing. Ugh. Oh. I don't know what he's got against these guys that oh have nothing God. to do with his upbringing or, or no, with his job or, you know. just really has a thing against dominoes. Yeah, he does. Yikes. Mitch then went on to put on John's discarded domino shirt and cap, got into John's truck with Ruby, and they drove to the dominoes where John had worked. Oh, Once, uh, Yeah. Once they arrived at the pizza shop, the couple robbed employees Corey Spiroff and Ed Sikkim at gunpoint. When Corey told Mitch and Ruby that their delivery d- driver, John, would soon be returning in an attempt to scare them away, Mitch laughed and said, I don't think so. <laughs> re- <laughs> yeah. He removed his sweater, revealing John's domino shirt and name badge. Can you imagine the no, chills I, you would get? I know. Like? I just felt like my stomach drop thinking of being that, uh, being them, hearing that. Being like, oh my God, they killed John. 
Mitch told Ruby to open the cash register where she took out $2,000, then wiped away her prints. During the robbery, Richard Wagner, an off-duty Domino's employee, stopped again to talk to his co-worker, Corey, about some furniture he was going to drop off for him. But he knew something was wrong when Corey treated him like a complete stranger. Ooh. Good. Good move. Smart. So instead of asking questions, Richard played along and he ordered a pizza to, like, continue mm -hmm. to stick around and kind of see what's going on. Mitch was there, and Richard thought Mitch was just another Domino's employee that was from another store, like maybe picking up a shift or mm -hmm. something. But Mitch was smoking a cigarette, which wasn't allowed in the store. So that was another... That would be a, yeah, red flag. Red flag. Mm, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, so. you probably shouldn't be smoking in the store. Plus, he noticed the name tag with the name John on Mitch's shirt. But Mitch answered the phone while there, and he said, Domino's Pizza, this is Mitch. Can I help you? He was taking orders. He was taking orders. <laughs> He's like, well, I know what to do. I may as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I know. Okay. I mean, make up your mind. You're either pissed at Domino's or you're, <laughs> He's you like, work well, there. I, yeah. I don't want to like let the phone just keep ringing. You know, I'm I, sure he didn't want to tip off the guy. He was yeah. just like, oh, I got to. <laughs> <laughs> let me get this. <laughs> okay. And yet another tip off to Richard that something was wrong was that Corey didn't give him the half price employee discount for the pizza he had paid. <laughs> Dude, God you're making damn me, it. something's wrong. You're making me pay full price. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's like I did not get my discount, but he didn't say anything. So <laughs> now I know something's wrong. Now I wrong. know something's wrong. I did not <laughs> He's get my me discount. Pay for my pizza. <laughs> What's such a dick. Okay. <laughs> uh, after he left the store, Richard called the store manager to give him a heads up about the strange incident, and the manager called the police. So good. That's good. So let me get this straight. You're you're filing a report because one of your employees is going by a wrong name. He's smoking in the store, which is breaking a rule, and you didn't get your discount? <laughs> <laughs> Just, I just want to make sure off. you're taking down this report yeah. correctly. It's just, yeah. just okay. something's <laughs> off. I, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, Mitch took the workers into the store's cooler, which was between 32 and 40 degrees. Ugh, I know, Burr. He tied Corey's hands with rope tightly behind his back, and, and Corey quickly lost feeling in his hands. He ordered him to stand back against a three-tiered shelf. He looped the rope holding Corey's hands over the top shelf. Pulled the rope, which yanked Corey's arms up behind his back in a way that was so painful that Corey had to stand on his tiptoes to alleviate some of the pressure from his shoulders. Oh, I was going to say, it's going to dislocate his shoulders. Oh, dear God. And then he tied the rope to the top shelf and looped it around Corey's neck twice <gasps> and tied it again tightly. Holy crap. When Corey would attempt to alleviate the pain in his feet by coming off of his toes, the rope around his neck would start to choke him. So then Mitch brought Ed into the cooler and tied him up the exact same way he tied Corey. And then he walked out of the cooler, turned off the light and shut the door. Oh, my God. Oh, can you imagine you just being left? left? Them. Oh, my God. Be freaking out. And it wouldn't take too long till your feet would get out, you know. No. You'd get choked. Oh While struggling against the ropes in the cooler, Corey attempted to knock items off the shelves with a foot. To give him and Ed something to step on to take the pressure off the rope, off of their mm, necks. Smart. Yeah, smart guy. He was finally able to knock a box of shredded cheese off the shelf, and they wiggled it under their feet to stand on. But as they're standing on it, the cheese is slowly being crushed under their weight. Oh, it's like compressing. Yes. Oh, 
And oh, so God. it alleviated some of the pressure off their necks for a while, but it was getting worse as it's going down. It's oh, like oh, a freaking horror movie. The men attempted to position themselves back to back to try to untie each other, but their hands were too numb from the cold and being too oh, tightly bound. And then Corey eventually blacked out. Stupid <sighs> cheese. Stupid cheese. It's compressing. It's squishing. Damn it. I know. They need something stronger. Yeah. Where's the where's the dough? <laughs> where's the, <laughs> the dough? Where, compressed where's dough. the cans of sauce? <laughs> Shit. We have giant jars of sauce. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would have worked. Stupid cheese. Stupid cheese. So just as Ed was blacking out, police arrived at the Domino's and they discovered the two men in the cooler, saving oh them, yes, from what would have been oh. a long, slow death. Seriously. Corey and Ed were able to identify Mitch from a photograph as their assailant. So I wonder if the police had heard about the one that happened back in South Carolina, even though it's like, you know, right. half the... United States away. Just, but yeah, that's it's crazy that they had a photograph of him to show. Police went to John's last known delivery at the motel. John was the delivery guy. Yes. Okay. Where they found John dead in the bathtub. Domino's, the franchise, stepped in and offered a $100,000 reward for the capture of the couple. Oh, good for them. Yeah. By December 11th of 1985, that's three days after the latest Domino's incident, Oh Mitch God. and Ruby ran to Las Vegas, and they hid out in a cheap motel where Mitch registered as Jeff Richardson. Okay. Sounds like a decent, normal name. John's truck, the guy that was drowned, was found at a casino parking lot on December 21st. Ah, so they took his car. Yes. Ooh. And the couple's photos were plastered all over the news. So they knew then that they were in Vegas somewhere. Gotcha. Okay. In Vegas, a laid-off feather, 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 a laid-off feather. <laughs> Those feathers, when they get laid off, they're like, "Where do I go? What pillow will I be in?" Next? <laughs> Where do I go? I'm just, just letting want... the wind take me. <laughs> I just want just... to be a useful feather. <laughs> oh, but then laid-off fathers—they have a different life. Yeah, that's so, different altogether. Yeah. In Vegas, a laid-off father of three was at a bar, and he struck up a conversation with Mitch and Ruby. Oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, they got along well. They were laughing and drinking at the bar, and the father was so delighted with them that he invited the couple to his place to carry on the party. Nope, 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 nope. Did someone suggest to order a pizza? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we Shit. only order from Domino's. I'm sorry, right, but exactly. we only use Domino's. Mm. After a few more drinks at his place, luckily, the couple left and returned to their <gasps> motel. I know. Like, so relieved when I read about this guy. He's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do it. Okay. <sighs> the unnamed father of three later saw a news report with the photos of Mitch and Ruby on the TV and the reward being offered by Domino's. And shit himself. Yes. <laughs> totally oh shit himself. God. Picked up the phone and he gave police the details of his encounter. He was put into the secret witness program and he earned the reward money. Wow. Yes. Well, okay. So it was a good thing he didn't have a job so that he had time to be at a bar in the middle of the day. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> right. Drinking so that he could make this reward money. I mean, it actually yeah, worked out. It actually well worked out. <laughs> Ooh, he's lucky he didn't get killed. Only in Vegas. Only in Vegas. <laughs> <sighs> Just before dawn on Christmas Day. Four officers showed up at the motel in Las Vegas and arrested Mitch and Ruby on murder and robbery charges. Ooh. 
The couple was calm when officers appeared to take them in, knowing their arrests were imminent once they saw their photos all over TV and reports that they'd been spotted in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Inside the motel room, they found loaded pistol ammunition, a bank deposit bag from the Glendale Dominoes in California, and a Las Vegas telephone book page listing the local Domino's pizza establishments. Of course it did. Also, 1985, because there was a phone book. That That's right. Used. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. So that means they were probably planning more robberies from oh, Vegas Domino's. Geez. They were on a roll. They just hadn't gotten hungry yet. <laughs> I mean, they still <laughs> had all the leftovers. I mean, it was Right, like- exactly. So they're just like, hmm. Yeah, maybe they took a bunch while they were at the uh, California one. They were just like, we'll just cook these up in our motel room. Totally. Since we know how to make them. They reheat very well. <laughs> they do. I like cold pizza myself, but you know. Well, when it comes to Domino's, if I'm in it, yeah, I'd probably yeah. just eat it cold. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so Mitch went on trial in California in 1987, and he was found guilty of murder for the death of the delivery man, John. Charged with two counts of robbery and attempted murder of Corey and Ed, and he was sentenced to death for those charges. He then faced trial for the South Carolina murders, and he was also sentenced to death for those. Ruby, who was 20 at the time of these, I mean, 20. She's a baby. She was a baby. She was also convicted for her part in the crimes and is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. But because Mitch is in California... Mitch has not been executed yet because of a court battle that began in 2008 over the method of execution. There was an argument against the dosing of the three drug injection. You know, like um, sometimes it didn't work out right and people would suffer. Oh. Pain and suffering is against the law for cruel and unusual punishment. You know, Right. But it's kind of a. I know. Weird thing. It is when you're like, yeah. Argue about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what they did? I mean. The California governor, Gavin Newsom, put a moratorium on all executions in the state of California in 2019. Mitch could still be executed if he's extradited to South Carolina, but he has seven to 10 years of appeals that could delay that even Good for those. Lord. I know. But, Isn't that crazy? But like, oh my God. And well, that's for one, now. why does he want to appeal? Because I thought he wanted to, I thought he wanted Blaze of Glory, right? Blaze of Glory. Yeah. Hello. Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, but, Yes. Well, but this happened in 85. He 85. was arrested in 85. I imagine by the time the trials and all that, we're probably like 86, 80, 87. Yeah, 87 was sure. when he was found guilty and, and sentenced to death. But this is how, how many long? appeals he's been through. Yeah. Good Lord. And he is now in his 50s. Jesus. Mitch's wife, Teresa, the one that he married, you know, that was his. Yeah, with the three kids. Mm-hmm. She remained married to him throughout all of this. Until 2004, when she finally asked for divorce. No, she felt like she's very religious and she felt like, okay, I made this commitment. I have to stay with him. I'm pretty sure that there are (laughs) loopholes, uh, uh, you know, or. um... (laughs) Yeah, it's okay, girl. You can you can claim someone else. But so after that, after getting that divorce, she briefly marries another guy, but then reunites with Mitch. In 2009. She did not. Yeah. And got remarried to him. Why? Because he found God? What? Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. You're shitting me. Come on. (laughs) Teresa. Teresa, come on. Bullshit. Yep. (laughs) Mitch is very into the Lord and says that Lord's Savior and all that kind of stuff. Um, So now they got, oh, you got to be kidding me. 
And in fact, one of his sons, what was his name? Michael, I think he is a pastor and he has a really good relationship with his dad. I guess um, Mitch has been a really good dad to all his kids, but come on, he wasn't around for it. Teresa worked her ass off several jobs to raise those kids. This is blowing my mind more than any of the rest of the story. Isn't that crazy? I'm just like, are you kidding? Yeah. So she remarried Mitch. And then in 2018, she got E. coli and passed away. Oh, my. That is so not fair. It's so not fair. Yet Mitch is still there in prison. And she did all the work to raise all those kids. And yeah. And they turned out great because she was the one kicking ass, you know, in life. I I can't even. Are you kidding me? Isn't that insane? So, yeah, part of the argument when I was reading about the trial stuff, he was uh, his lawyer was trying to say, oh, he didn't really have anything against Domino's per se. It was just, you know. Sounded pretty personal to me. Yeah, it was very personal. <laughs> I mean, he targeted Domino's and it right. was because they kept giving, I guess, one incident was where he didn't get the full bonus he was promised and he flat out walked out and quit and he was expecting everyone else to do the same with him and nobody else did. <laughs> well, I would have been pissed about that too. Hey, Me we too. were in this together. Damn yeah. It. <laughs> we're all walking out together and he walks out, right. come on. And nobody it's else like, follows. Uh, like Jerry oh. Maguire. Yeah. He's like, who's with me? And they're all sitting there. <laughs> they're all, nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that was a specifically Domino's kind of thing. I just can't believe that he had that much rage towards Domino's as opposed to his stepfather. I know. Just, dude. Or or even his own mother. Even right. his own mother. Because she probably, brought him in. Yeah. Probably could have left. I'm sure she was terribly abused too. And she probably Oh, I'm 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 sure, but you know, he could still feel like Yeah. You ruined my life by marrying this guy. But still right. But I'm gonna want. take it out on Domino's because they're a corporation, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> fucking Domino's. And instead, it's like, it doesn't affect Domino's. It affects all the people that work for Domino's. You know, he's killing all these I little know. people. It's, it's, it's not, not like, like he went he after the... the CEO or somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's so misguided. <laughs> he's so misguided. That would have been a better outcome. Right. It, it wasn't was like... even the managers. It was just like the the, the workers. Yeah. Like, I, they yeah. have no control. No, I know. So, and, and people who probably had lesser position than he had. So. Exactly. Oh, my God. Anyway. What a disaster. Mitch. All right. I'll Mitch, give my, Mitch, uh, Mitch. My sources. You should have stuck to ashtray business. <laughs> you should have just. <laughs> should have joined the circus. Right. He could, yeah, that could have been ashtray. his thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We got the bearded lady. <laughs> the human ashtray. The human ashtray. The, the mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> Putting more and more things out on himself, you know. Check out this cigar. Gosh. <laughs> Check out this doobie. Yeah. Instead. Oh, dude. I know. He killed all these people for basically nothing. And Ruby, yeah, is serving a life sentence, too. And She's serving a life sentence. Yeah, no possibility. Teresa took him back, still still flabbergasted by that one. Isn't that crazy? And then she died of evil. E. coli. E. coli of all things. I Did know. she eat the lettuce? I what think happened? she ate the lettuce. Son Probably of a, a Domino's. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just kidding, Domino's. Don't sue me. Sorry. No, please don't sue us. Um, no, I'm sure it came from a grocery store. Probably. Or something. Probably. Or, you know, maybe she went to a um, salad bar. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> probably. That, we that don't happens. Know. Lunch Oof, meat. We bars. don't know. It could have been anywhere. It could have been anywhere. So that is one Domino's for murder. 
Those. All right. Where where did you find these sources? Okay, these sources. Where did you get this there story? There was a lot. So postingcourier.com, L-A-A-D-D-A.com, Murderpedia, Metnews.com, BaptistCourier.com, CNCPunishment.com, AP News, SW Lex Ledger, FindAGrave.com, and LATimes.com. No Domino's website? No Domino's.com. <laughs> Domino's had nothing to but say. I do suggest their bread bites. Their Parmesan <laughs> garlic bread. <laughs> bread bites are amazing. Dude, my kids just like to order from there because they offer desserts. They do. Those, those they uh, the brownie, the... the brownie things. Yes, uh, right? Mm. Oh, and the cinnamon and sugar twists. I like all the rest of the stuff better than the actual pizza. <laughs> I know. Me too. But, you know, whatever. I'll eat it. I'll eat any of it because it's carbs. Because it's carbs. Well, who doesn't I'm not supposed carbs? to have as much carbs as I am. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. So that's my story. One that's, Domino's. Damn. I know. That's a crazy one. Sad. I know. The human ashtray. The human ashtray. And it's just sad that he went through all this, you know, and it seemed like he was on his way. He was trying. Yeah. He come through stuff. He had protected his siblings. But it's almost like he just was like, fuck this world. Yeah, no. It, yeah, really. And now he he's certainly didn't get to his blaze of glory that, that he wanted. No, he's rotten in jail. I mean, yeah. that's the opposite of what the goal was. Yeah. And now, so, oh, but he's found God. And, oh, well, that's good. And yeah. a renewed relationship with his kids. So, yeah. Yeah. And his kids really adore him. So I guess that's good. But at least the oh one that God. I read an article with, the one that's a pastor. Kind of preaches about him and stuff, and oh dear, mm-hmm. oh boy, okay, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> there. That's a Doctor Phil episode right there. It I don't is. Know. There's a lot, <laughs> lot to unravel there. There's Jeez. a lot of therapy that needs to be done. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Well, good story, Cal. Thank, Thank you. you. And thanks for joining <laughs> us for another week of shenanigans. For another, ODFM. yes. Thanks for being odd with us. And if you want to share your very first penis story. Send it to us at odfm at gmail.com. Wait, odfm podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Share with us how how you how you uh came across your first penis. penis. Is that on is that on Patreon? Oh I don't know. My penis story? Is that on there? I think it might be. Did I put it on? Oh god. Oh I don't know. I don't remember to check. So Mm, I don't think I put it on there there yet. Yes, I think I'll. I'll, I'll I just want to know, like, in case people I know actually start contacting me, and I'll be like, (laughs) I just want to be prepared. Have you heard my penis story? (laughs) Have you heard my penis story? Oh God! Anyway, check and see if I put it on there yet. I yeah, I haven't looked, so I didn't. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I hear your Clyde in the background. Of course you do, dude. You're behind. The episode is over. You, like, you missed I, the window. But I saw my first penis. <laughs> He's I like, I gotta know, tell God. you about it. I don't want to. You know, he was he was almost six months old when we adopted him. I don't know what happened before. There was don't want to know. I've never was, taken him to kitty therapy to work out his previous. He issues. was in the shelter, and you see all was, sorts of yes. things there. Right, exactly. Shelters. Now I have seen some things. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> you can't take that back. Oh, All right. Well, stay odd. Stay odd. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week for another odd podcast. Odd podcast story. Mm-hmm. We got a couple uh, brewing. 
for uh, oh gosh i can't wait yeah, yeah. <laughs> good ones thanks everybody thank you bye. goodbye to see images from this story follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at odfm podcast or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 